We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Before... I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. It's Spotify for podcasters. Did you? Oh, hi. Are we making an ad? No. Okay. No, we just started. <laughs> so, okay. So, I've had a shit week. Here, before you start. Okay. I'm Brother Twain. Welcome. To, Wait. <laughs> welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm Sister Latter-day Coffee. <laughs> and I'm Brother Jack Twain. Yes. Uh, we've had some alcohol. Mm-hmm. We, I've had enough alcohol that I said, we can't record tonight. <laughs> and then I said, let's record. <laughs> because. Because we believe in delivering a quality, <laughs> consistent product because to all of you. Thing. This is, for some of you, this podcast is all you have. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. I don't believe that about any I of them. I think there's two or they three of them. They all have so much more. They I don't have know. so much more. Listen. People are miserable. Anyway, this is a podcast. <laughs> we talk about uh, alcohol, Mormons, babies. Hard dicks. Vaginas. Hard um, vaginas. Hard uh, assholes. Tom Holland. I don't know. So you have this impression that my asshole is is floppy and... and I have that impression? Worn out. No, I don't. No, because you've told me many times. About my asshole? Yeah. Okay, anyway. I can't believe we, re- we record this and put it out into the world. So, Sister Twain's had a shit week. You don't need to get into a lot of specifics. The only specific I'll say is I gave my two weeks at work. Okay. And I don't leave for school for five months. Right. So, so things are complicated. And I have had my kids up until tonight. And so I said, hey, I'm off at six. Do you want to come over? We can have some wine. We can record or not record. I recently was in Las Vegas for the Taylor Swift Eras Tour. Oh, my God. I illegally smuggled many hundreds of dollars of alcohol across the border from Las Vegas. Is that illegal? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, So we had a lot of wine to choose from. So 95% of our listeners want to you to give some kind of details about the Taylor Swift concert. I will just... three hours long. So it's three... No, it's five hours long with the openers. Oh, fuck that. Um, that makes me hungry. Listen, I will say this. I usually eat in between five like, hour period. I enjoy Taylor Swift. I'm not a huge like Swifty or anything. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That woman can put on a motherfucking show. Just like me. Like she knows exactly what she's doing. Yeah. She's done it so many times. She knows every angle, every pose, every hair flip. Yeah. The music, like the sound was impeccable. Oh. You could hear every word, every song. There were these big screens at the back of the stadium. We were in Las Vegas at the Allegiant Stadium. There were these big screens oh. at the back. And they were they looked like they had been choreographed by a cinematographer. Like, every shot was perfect. But I think that's just because of her and how, like, how professional and how well she knows her craft. Mm-hmm. That she knows, she knows where the cameras are. She knows exactly how to pose, where mm-hmm. to put her hands, yeah. you know, whatever. Anyway. Sounds like me. It was a breathtaking show. Yeah. Like, beautiful. Yeah. In between songs, I believe it. I wasn't the, there, but in between songs, when the Swifties would scream, <laughs> blood would run from my ears because you have never heard a louder sound in your life than sixty thousand Swifties oh. screaming at Taylor. God damn! And here's the best part of the Taylor Swift concert. Okay, we went with my sister Becky oh, with I a lo- CK. I love Becky with a CK. My daughter, my friend Emily from LA. And who as, was married to someone we were undergrads with? True, in the true. BYU but let's theater. not get into that. Right. We don't have. Her, I don't know that we ever consent to talk about that story. But um, as soon as the concert ended, Becky was also in Las Vegas, but she was with her family, so she was staying at a different hotel from from my daughter and I. And as soon as the show ended, Becky said, "You know what I want? I want some Del Taco." <laughs> so we found a Del Taco. Mm. We drove to the Del Taco. Mm-hmm. Becky was a little incapacitated we'll say she was altered she was a little altered yeah i was not altered at all because i did oh okay let me tell you this 
So I went to one of the bars in the Allegiant and I said, oh, let me have a Lavender Haze, which is one of Taylor's songs. Oh, yeah. And the bartender was like, okay. And then the woman next to her, who's her tag said bar manager. Yeah. She was like, we can't, we can't make the Lavender Haze. We can't make the Lavender Haze. And the bar, the woman helping me was like, I know, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into all that. I want to, I want to talk about. And I was like, is everything okay? And then the bar manager said, well, they didn't give us enough of the ingredients to make the lavender haze so we can make something very similar but you just we just really need to ask you to please not post it on social media and do like hashtag lavender haze or anything like that and i was like i just want some alcohol (laughs) i was like i don't care and i go what are you making me and she goes it's gin it's lychee fruit and it's um some like sprite and i was like great sounds delicious yeah she's like but just please don't call it a lavender haze on social media I was not planning to. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I had a couple of drinks, but you know, I was whatever fine. they anyway, were. So we get to the Del Taco. We're in the drive-through. I start ordering. The woman starts saying things that are not related at all to what I'm ordering, and I was like, "Oh, I'm wait. I'm sorry. Wait, no. I said I want three Del Tacos." She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do two things at once. I'm talking to someone else." I'm like, "Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. We're good. Okay." And then, so we're waiting, and then she goes, okay, so you wanted the bean burrito with no sour cream. And I just sit there. And then she goes, hello, are you there? I'm like, oh, are you talking to me? And she's like, yeah, I'm talking to you. And I go, oh, I did not order anything like that. So I start doing my order. You know, we want three classic Del Tacos, no lettuce. Those are for my daughter. I'm like, I want a bean burrito with Chipotle. It's from Becky. A homeless man nearby starts yelling, (laughs) And saying, make it two, two of those bean burritos. And then the woman on the speaker goes, oh, you want two of those? I go, no, I'm sorry. That's someone else is yelling at the speaker. And the homeless man says, it's the homeless man. I want a burrito too. And then she goes, is that the homeless man? Stop harassing my customers. But come around to the front in a minute. I got a taco for you. And so that, and then, she, and then I'm like, okay, so then we want three tacos with no lettuce. And she's like, okay, hold on. God, mother, motherfucking fuck. Why do I have to fucking push 27 buttons for one fucking item? The motherfuck. We're like cackling at this point. The homeless man is still yelling. She's like, shut up. Anyway, we got our Del Taco. We went home. And I texted Becky and I said, this Del Taco was the right choice. And she said, we are related. So that's my recap of the Taylor Swift oh concert. Oh my god! Okay, but it was three hours long, and yes. did your child, who was at the concert with you, did she think the Del Taco experience was? Oh, she loved it. Okay, good. She was laughing her ass oh, off. Okay, good. And also, she did not sit down one minute in that five-hour concert. I can imagine. And she judged us for sitting down. Yeah. And I was like, well, first of all, I think Taylor built in some sit-down moments for us. With Evermore, with the Folklore's yeah, era. Yeah, yeah, And she was like, well, you're pathetic. And I was like, well, some of us are old, so we needed to sit down. That anyway, was it good, was amazing. That was a good pre-com. She's a, she is so good in concert. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So I went to Vegas. I went to Traders and Costco and Total Wine, bought many hundreds of dollars worth of alcohol okay, and brought them back to Utah. Slow down. There are people listening who've never heard of Total Wine. I don't even coffee. know where Total Wine is. I only know it's in Vegas. It's probably other places it's too, right? It's all over the country, except for here. It's a beautiful alcohol store for adults. They have samples. They have promotional specials. Like, if you like this, you might like this. They have not employees who are knowledgeable about wines and spirits who mm-hmm. can answer questions for you, mm-hmm. who are not paid $14 an hour by the state of Utah. It's so, it's just if so that, lovely. Like yeah. entire aisles of whiskey, entire aisles of sake, right. entire, everything. Knowledge snacks, and samples. And sa- free samples. And accouchement. Accouchement. Right, right. Anyway. Anyway. It's beautiful. And there are people listening who don't know what accouchement means. That's fine. They'll <laughs> never know. They'll never know because we'll never tell. Every- anyway, so I went to some lovely places. <laughs> yeah. Those of you that live in a state where you can buy alcohol at Trader Joe's. First of all, how dare you? <laughs> I know. And second of Fuck all, you. I'm so jealous. I did not, <sighs> none of the wine I bought from Trader Joe's was more than $10 a bottle. Do you, Most of it was 5 or $6 a bottle. When I go to San Francisco, are you going to visit me? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Great, yeah. 
Yeah. I love, but I, and I'm like, yeah, San Francisco, the gay town. And then I won't go to any and gay then- places <laughs> or talk to any gay what? people. I'm not going to Dolores Park. Well, None what, of it. what if I say, hey, let's go to this place. And I don't tell you where I'm, where we're going. That when I get there, I will fold in on myself <laughs> like an armadillo. Armadillo. <clears throat> okay. So. Okay. So that was some of my pre-cum. I have a little bit more, but what do you have? Oh, a little bit more pre-cum? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> what pre-cum do I have? Well, I gave my two weeks at work. Right. Um, it's a long story a long, that we don't need to get into. We really don't. And I don't For want, legal reasons. I don't want to be in that no, energy either. for legal reasons. I also want to make sure that I get my full two weeks pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and let's see what else. Um, ah, God. Oh, okay. So... It was either last night or the night before. I was laying in bed. Crying. And it was, well, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I used to don't cry in my sleep. Okay. But I was in that moment where the gummy's starting to wear off. Mm-hmm. But I can still feel the effects of it. Right. And I'm starting to wake up. Right. And I'm thinking, what if this school in San Francisco is all a hoax? <laughs> I love our brains. Like, what if I get there? Our brains are such dumb motherfuckers. And those classes don't exist. They're pretend. The student housing that I'm supposed to be living in is not real. This feels likely. And and the two women who run the program are are just canoodling me. Canoodling means like cuddling slash making out with. It does not mean deceiving. Canoodling? Yeah, to canoodle is like to like cuddle and like heavy petting well i mean deceiving okay in the canoodling way right it's not a thing <laughs> and i get there and i go well there's the end of my life that like i have all my hopes and dreams it's all seems likely yeah all my purpose all the all the great roles for older women gone <laughs> dashed i know dashed by those canoodling women. <clears throat> um other than that I, I think that's all i got okay Okay, I have one more. Okay, great. So, do you watch the show Survivor? About the island? <laughs> I love Survivor. No! I love Survivor. <laughs> anyway, it's season 44 right now, I believe. Of course it is! So, I'm watching Survivor. <clears throat> They're introducing the cast, the three, the tribes of oh people God. on Survivor. There and let me just preface this by saying the only reason I'm saying this out loud is because I have a thing <clears> where <throat> when I'm attracted to someone who's younger than me, mm. I I feel very like disgusted with myself. Right. Like when I'm attracted to someone who's like 25, like you know who's right appropriately well, aged. Well, above you know, yeah. The legal but limit. like I just think like you disgusting old faggot. Like that's what I say inside. My <laughs> okay. Head. Right. So I'm sharing this. Because I'm attracted to a younger person. And I just, I want to put it out there to maybe work on some healing. Yeah. So I'm watching Survivor. Yeah. There's this person on it named Carson. He is in his early 20s and he's like very nerdy. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of all getting to know each other. And they're like, oh, they're like, Carson, do you have a girlfriend? And he's like, no, no, I've never dated anyone. And they're all like, what? Like, you're a very attractive, like, young man. Like, why have you never dated anyone? And he's like, oh, I'm like the big weird nerd. And he's like, I before Survivor, I weighed 115 pounds. Oh. And he's like, I knew that if I came on Survivor weighing that much, I would like die. So he's like, so I put on like 40 pounds of muscle <clears throat> oh my God. before I came on the show. Oh. So he's this little nerd with some fucking muscles. Oh my God. And the like, when I tell you oh, I was not emotionally prepared for oh. my feelings about Carson. Oh my God. Anyway, it's the Tom Holland of it all. You know what I mean? It's like this tiny, muscly young man that I have a lot of feelings about. Yeah. So anyway, if you're watching Survivor, Carson. I thought of another pre-com. Okay, great. Because you were talking about nerdy, muscly guys. Great. And it's about fairy porn. Oh, okay. So, two things. First of all, the OG series that got me into all these series fantastical series uh-huh. with girls that can come just from penetration uh-huh. and thumbs <laughs> just a rough thumb <laughs> pressed in a tight circle yes yeah, yeah no, i know bullshit right yeah um 
From Blood and Ash by Jennifer L. Armentrout is okay. being developed for Amazon Prime as a series. Right. Right. This is very exciting. Right. And right. validating. Right. <laughs> the second thing is the A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah. Wait, these are two different series? Yeah. Oh, don't Jesus. fuck with don't even front. Don't even front. <laughs> um <clears throat> by Sarah J. Mass, which is being developed by uh, for Hulu by the guy who did um Outlander. Okay. And the Battlestar Galactica reboot. Oh, okay. Wait, Roger Moore? Moore. Robert Moore. Ro- Robert. Robert. Roger. Roger Moore. He also does For All Mankind, which is my yes. favorite TV show on Apple TV+. For All Mankind. Yeah. yeah. Please watch. Um, so, the news about that is, just happened to find out accidentally, through Instagram stories, that my daughter Emma, who lives in LA, is reading that series. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch. Yeah. What? Yeah. Bitch, what? Yeah. And uh, now she knows. <laughs> and now she knows. And you know she... people are listening to this, right? <laughs> Here's the thing, too. I think it was about a year ago, Becky with a CK uh-huh. sent me a screenshot, and she's like, okay, I'm starting it. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? You're yeah. what? And she goes, I keep seeing it everywhere. So yeah, I decided to start it. Yeah. And I was like, aw. That's it. Great. Congratulations. All right. Should we take a break and then start the episode? Well, let's tell what the top fives are. Okay. So we're doing two top fives today. Yeah. So our Lord and Savior, CJ and Christ, <laughs> likes to make suggestions for episodes <clears throat> and then likes to make a big deal of how we never use ever, those ever, suggestions. Ever, 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 ever. Yeah. So today she made two suggestions. <laughs> I really loved one of them, yeah. and you really loved the other one. Right. So we thought, let's just each do our own top five. They're not related. <laughs> right. So my top five are, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, our former president, Donald J. Trump, has been indicted. Yeah. For, Have you uh, heard? For criminal charges related to election fraud for a payoff to porn star Stormy Daniels, who hosts the TV show For the Love of the Dilf, as we've talked about previously. Yeah. So my top five are the top five things that I think Rusty M. Nelson should be indicted for. Okay, great. And my and your top five. Five is based on the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. Right. Here in Utah. And what she said after she won. Is that what you call it? Yes. She won. Yes. She, she was acquitted. She was acquitted. She was walking by the per person suing her. The person suing her. You don't know anything about this. I don't style. know words. Let me let me can you I do give it. a Okay, so uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was being sued for $300,000 by a man in <clears throat> in Park City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Claiming that she crashed into him mm-hmm. while coming down the mountain. And also that celebrities touch children on an island. No, that's no, that's not part of it. No, I know, but he said that in the trial. Did you know that? I Listen, he also <laughs> said that when she crashed into him, A, he developed a, a split personality. Yeah. And B, he could no longer enjoy wine tastings. <laughs> so this was already the whitest, <laughs> richest people trial in America. So the prosecutor, the uh, so Gwyneth was countersuing for one dollar, one dollar, saying that she did not, yeah. this did not happen, yeah. And the the facts indicate that there was some sort of crash. The ski patrol was called. They assessed the situation. They told Gwyneth she was free to go. Mm-hmm. She began to ski away. <laughs> Someone said to the man, "Oh, you're famous." Because that was Gwyneth Paltrow. Because he didn't know. Because she had a helmet and like goggles on. Yeah. And then, and he was fine. But then suddenly he was like, oh, my back, my neck, my crack. You know, all that stuff. (laughs) So that's why he was suing. Because he could no longer enjoy wine tastings. (laughs) Anyway, his attorney was so in love with Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm -hmm. Wanted to scissor her so bad. Yeah. And just was like flirting with her and laughing with her the whole trial. It was insane. The man was testifying about his other personalities, about... The, the prosecutor oh. asked a lot of questions about Taylor Swift. Like, it was insanity. <laughs> insanity. Anyway, it's been, the, it's been the thing giving me lifeblood. It has been holding me. I have been suckering at the bosom of this trial for the last four or five days. Anyway, the same day that Donald Trump was indicted, Gwyneth was found not guilty or mm-hmm. the trial was dismissed or whatever. Right. And go ahead. And on her way out of the courtroom. On her way out of the courtroom, she stopped 
behind him and said, I wish you well. She put her hand on his shoulder and she said, I wish you well. I wish you well. So my top five are the top five people I wish well. And here's the thing. That sounds like a nice thing to say, <laughs> but the internet was like, that man will be dead within seven curse. days. It's the, a curse. It's a curse. That is the white woman hex. <laughs> she has placed a curse upon his, oh, on, upon his progeny. Like people are like, <laughs> he will die soon because she wished him well. Yes. The other, the other, my other favorite one was someone who said, oh, she's drinking two cups of bone, bone broth, broth tonight. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm doing the top five reasons that Rusty M. Nelson should be indicted, and you're doing the top five people to whom you wish well. And gentle listeners, I want you to know that when we sat down to make our top five list tonight, while inebriated, right. mind you, it took me about a half hour. It took Brother Coffee seven seconds. Seven seconds. I'm ready to indict Rusty Nelson. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and we're going to come back with those two top fives. Okay. Goodbye. We're back. You bitch. I've had some coffee. We've sobered up. Wait. <laughs> no. We're eating ice cream bars. Yeah. Okay, so. Dan, oh. I got hair in my mouth. So this is, in case you're just tuning in. Uh-huh. Like you downloaded the episode, but then you skipped 20 minutes into it. <laughs> We're doing a double top five today. Yeah. I'm doing the top five reasons that Rusty M. Nelson should be indicted. You're doing the top five people to whom you wish well. Yes. Your number one go. My number one is Mormons posting about transgender day of remem- of Bitch. visibility. Bitch. <laughs> right. Okay. Tell us more. Do not. Because today is transgender day of visibility. It's March 31st. Right. Every day is inner. Every March 31st every year is international transgender day of visibility. Visibility. <laughs> Visibility. <clears throat> Do the gentle listeners know we've been drinking? It's a day to see uh-huh. and recognize transgender people. Right. And how complicated it is for transgender people to be visible. Because myself as a gay man, I can walk down the street and people, quote unquote, don't know, in parentheses, right. that I'm gay. Right. Like, I mean, they probably do. But, like, I don't have but, to out myself to right. be myself. Right. But transgender people have to. They're constantly doing mental and emotional labor. The only way that they can be their true selves is by putting themselves in a dangerous, visible position. So hence, Transgender Day of Visibility. And so, Mormons. Right. Who think that they can love and embrace the LGBTQ community and be Mormon. Right. Posting about Transgender Day of Visibility today. Shout out to my trans brothers and sisters. You can says the fuck yeah. right off because. <clears throat> I said good day. As long as you are choosing Mormonism. Yeah. Whatever you post on your Instagram about the LGBTQ community. Doesn't matter. Is utter bullshit. I'm just. There's nothing more to say than that. It's just. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have any more to say either, but I just I think know. like it's just like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm-mm. You no. can't call yourself an ally to the trans community mm. and belong to the Church of Jesus right. Christ of Latter-day right. Saints. You cannot. No, no, no. Which... You can feel empathetic towards the cause, but whatever. You are supporting an organization that is actively putting money into laws and regulations to kill right. trans people. And also, side note, that whole petition to get Jeffrey L. Holland oh, yeah. off the, the... SUU commencement speech. Right. Um, he's still going to be speaking. Right, 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 right. They decided to follow through with it. The president of SUU said, we, were going to, we are going to honor our invitation right. to Jeffrey R. Holland because we embrace all viewpoints. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyway, what you're I'm sorry. One. This whole like both sidesism of this stuff. Yeah. Like one viewpoint is trans people should die in a gutter, and mm-hmm. one viewpoint is trans people are humans who we should celebrate and love. Right. You can't like you don't need to embrace both of those. Uh-uh. Anyway. Oh. Uh. So okay. So again, I am doing the top five reasons 
that Rusty M. Nelson should be indicted right. for. Number one. Right. Okay. By the way, look at how I wrote this in my note. Top fervor things <laughs> Rust should be indicted Fever. for. Fever. Fever. <laughs> Number one, looking like Mr. fucking Burns. How it's can uncanny. You, how can you be so unself-aware yeah. to be an evil villain calling for the deaths of people yeah. like Rusty Nelson uh-huh. and not realize that you look identical to a cartoon evil villain, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, who is also calling for the deaths of people. Here's my hunch. How do you not see it? Here's my hunch. Yeah. If these men, the 15, uh-huh. the quorum of the three and the quorum of the 12, right. didn't have the power that they have, uh-huh. they'd have nothing and they'd hate themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are, yeah. Right. Yeah. And so because of because he is at the head of this organization, which is worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Sure. He doesn't see it. But he looks no, like he's, no. Mr. Burns. But he's got the bald head. He's mm-hmm. got the pointy nose. He has the crooked Creepy evil teeth. grin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like, the like Grinch, twisty grin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he looks like fucking Mr. Burns. Yeah. And some people look at him and say, my prophet. <laughs> mouthpiece of the Lord. The mouthpiece of the Lord. I'll do Please whatever. speak unto us, my prophet. Right. I will and I'm write like, no. a check. I will write a he, check. Like, how do you look at that face and think like, yes. If God was real <laughs> and he had prophets, he would choose hot people. He would choose <laughs> hot people to be the prophets. God would not be like, what about this sniveling knock elbowed Weasley man I should make him my mouthpiece right no God would be like I'm going to make Henry Cavill my mouthpiece <laughs> because we all want a piece of that mouth you know what I a mean piece of that mouth. like if you were God if you were God mm-hmm. and you could choose someone to be your representative upon the earth mm-hmm. would you choose Henry Cavill or would you choose a man who have like who has like bony elbows and a pointy nose and who has that dry you know he's got that dry mayonnaise mouth that he's always like Listen, oh Yeah, God. you know, you know Rusty's got that. <clears throat> Listen, all I'm saying is I've been reading this series about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They're all hot. Are they horny? Do oh, they... oh, they all want to fuck. Okay. Are and they fucking each other or are they fucking like some ladies? They're fucking some ladies. Okay. They're straight. They're all <laughs> they're straight. They're all men. They're all straight men. I mean, I mean, they're all straight the right now. The apocalypse is brought in by four straight men. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds right. But they be fucking some bitches. And have giant dicks and they're beautiful. And none of them has a mayonnaise mouth. None yeah. of them, oh, no, none no, of no. them are like, I want to fuck you. No. <laughs> but that's what Rusty does. <laughs> I bet he and Wendy have never once... No. Done the He's never touched because the clitoris. Because she is because she's gay for Sherry. I'm in a I'm getting there. Oh okay. I'm, I'm getting there. All right, my number two. Okay. <clears throat> Top five people To whom you will say good day. Good I wish you well. I wish you I wish you well. Good day. Speaking of Henry Cavill. Uh-huh. Henry Cavill. Oh, come on. Because here's why. Why? The motherfucker's gorgeous. I know. But there's no way he's got anything else going for him. I mean, that's maybe I, he has a big dick. That's what, but okay. <laughs> Which is great. Maybe God he bless. has a hairy ass with a hairy hole. <laughs> Did you think of that? But I'm trying to, okay. Do, do you remember when. Maybe he has really big feet that are really meaty. You. I hate you. I hate you so much. Yeah, I know. Um. Remember when John Hamm was on 30 Rock? Maybe when he pees, it's like steak is sizzling. <laughs> Listen, listen. Maybe he's got that going for him. (laughs) Yeah, John Hamm's on 30 Rock. Go ahead. And he plays one of Liz Lemon's love interests. And Uh he's like absolutely gorgeous, the most beautiful man she's ever dated. Yeah. But his personality is shit. Yeah. Remember that? I don't believe that. That's what I think about Henry Cavill. No. There's no way he's got anything else going for him. He's that pretty face. He's painting Warhammer figurines. What are you talking about? Do you know what Warhammer is? No. Okay. Is that a dick (sighs) reference? No. So Henry, 
Maybe. So Henry Cavill <laughs> is a, a notable nerd. Yes. He loves he, video games. He builds his own PC. <clears throat> right. Did you ever see that video of him building I a did. PC? I did. Maybe oh 12 times. I've I seen wanted it. him to insert his memory into my RAM so much. No, but he also plays a game called Warhammer. Okay. Which is where you paint little mini figurines of like orcs and goblins and whatever. Okay. And then you set it all out on the table and you have a battle. Okay. It's any, not nothing. Any paint? It's going on. That's what's going on in Henry Cavill's life. I don't know, because here's the thing. I have dated some gorgeous men. I mean, I just think it's like a Coke can. And that dick is like a Coke can around, you know? Like, it'll tear you asunder. I have dated some gorgeous men who didn't have a lot going on upstairs. And that is all I want. And none of them is all I want. were as beautiful as Henry Cavill. So there's no way he's got anything going on. You know what on. I've been thinking about a lot lately? Tell me. So I have I I subscribe to the idea that every gay relationship is a tortured goth gay and his golden retriever boyfriend. I think I've talked about this before. Yes, yes, yes. I have always assumed that I'm the tortured goth gay. Okay. What if I'm the golden retriever boyfriend? There you go. <laughs> I mean... Are you thinking about that? Well, it's like, I mean... It's because you're in therapy now. CJ and I have had some conversations and I might be the golden retriever. I, I want to be the goth gay. Uh, I want a golden retriever to take care of me. Yeah, anyway. Same. My number two... Okay. Thing, reason for which with, for which with Rusty M. Nelson should be indicted mm -hmm. is all that small dick energy. Right. He... Teensy But here's the thing. Okay, so... <clears throat> Elephant tongue. Rus what? Wait. Rusty Nelson was in the Quorum of the Twelve with Gordon B. Hinckley, who was the prophet. And Gordon B. Hinckley was the prophet for like 47 years. <laughs> because he was like the, in the in the presidency and like prophets were like, had dimension, whatever. So he was the king of money laundering Essentially, too. he's been the prophet for like 47 years. Yeah. And he was the one that launched the big I'm a Mormon campaign. Mm -hmm. And Rusty has... You can Google this. Rusty has hated him from day one. <laughs> hated him. Hated the whole I'm a Mormon thing. Mm -hmm. Thought it was wrong. Thought it was the wrong direction for the church. So now Rusty's prophet. Mm -hmm. So what's one of the first things he does? No more I'm a Mormon. Satan, Satan wants laughs. When, Satan laughs yeah. when you say I'm a Mormon. Yeah. We are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Mormon Tabernacle Choir what? No, it is the Tabernacle on, on Temple Square. Square or something. Yeah. Then <clears throat> Rusty starts. So then also, because he was a prophet for 123 years, Gordon B. Hinckley built like 7 million temples. Temples for money laundering. And, and he also introduced the idea of the small temple so he could build temples faster. For yes, for money, for not money laundering, but to hide wealth in real estate. That's what I meant. Rusty is like, I'm gonna open more temples. So he has, he's like, I'm gonna put a temple in Payson, I'm gonna put a temple in East Draper, I'm gonna put a temple in Southern Moab, like putting temples in places that are not even places, right? Right. But because he wants to be the prophet who's built the most temples. Yeah. And I think officially now he is. Wow. I, they really must have had this rivalry. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you are allegedly the head of Christ's <laughs> church on the earth. And your concern is with winning the dick measuring contest of mm -hmm. temple building yeah. with Gordon B. Hinckley. Right. Who was probably a homosexual. Yeah. I mean, well, that's a whole other Oprah. But, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, quit being so desperate and so fucking pathetic. Oh, God. Like, all he wants to do, and if you listen to interviews with his wife, who we'll talk about soon, she talks about how he's just a man unleashed and he's finally doing all the things he's wanted to do. Like, he just, just, he just wants to make oh. his mark so desperately bad. And he wants to be the most, because until now, Gordon B. Hinckley, by far the most beloved prophet. Yeah, right? Probably. And yeah. Rusty is so, <clears throat> has such a fucking dribbling heart on yeah. to be the most beloved prophet. Right, right. Dribbling. But he's, he is trying to do all these things. And it's right. embarrassing and pathetic. Right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I just am in this place where I can't understand why anybody who's Mormon is Mormon. Here's the thing. Imagine being a Mormon 
God. And saying to yourself in truth and honesty oh. in your heart, I wonder what this 97-year-old man thinks about this. <laughs> and then finding out what that is. Ugh. Is there any other place in your life where you are curious what the 97-year-old men think? No, mm-hmm. there's not. There is not. So imagine being Mormon and being like, I'm wrestling with a decision. I wonder what this 97-year-old senile <laughs> man would do. Like, that is what the Mormons are doing. And they're like, well, this is good counsel from this 97-year-old senile white man <clears throat> with a dribbling oh hard on. Oh, good. Every time I hear Wendy Wasterstein. Wait, what's gonna, her name? We're going to get there. Wendy. Wendy Wasserman Schultz. Is, she, is that her name? No. Oh, <laughs> that's like a playwright. I don't no, know. I just. I think she wrote the vagina monologues. I'm, I'm so, I get so triggered in a very singular way. And I yeah. think it's because I, I don't know. You were also a marriage of convenience, like Wendy Wasserman Schultz. And I and I talked out of my ass about how how happy I was when how I was lucky. You were absolutely miserable. Anyway, let's take a break. Okay. on the train, governor. To Patreon Town. I was going to say San Francisco, <laughs> but we don't discuss these ads before we record them. Is there a way, governor, that I could support this podcast? This is like Australian and English all at once. Well, if you jump on this train, it's got a direct route to a town we like to call Patreon Town. What train is it? Patreon train! Great. <laughs> and when I get to the town, what do I do? You walk around and say, hey. No, you pay money. Oh. You choose a tear and you pay money. A tear from your eye? You choose a tear. <laughs> and you pay money. And you pay money as little as three dollars a month. You can pay one dollar, but fuck you. <laughs> you ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting shit. You can also pay one million dollars. <laughs> you and we will toss your salad. You just became a million dollars like some know. East Coast. When you when you pay a million dollars, we will toss your salad. That means eat your butthole. We what? both will. Are we gonna? Uh, if someone pays a million dollars a month, yes. I will 1,000% eat their butthole. One time. Like monthly if they want me to. Recently. This uh-huh. is important. Okay. We were in a car with Morag slash Cindy. And you go, why do they call it tossing salad? And she goes. <laughs> because of the bits. <laughs> anyway, if anyway. you want your tallets, your salad tossed monthly with the bits included, just pay $1 million a month. Or pay less and you get some bonus content. And regardless of how irregular our posting is on our Patreon account. You have access to all the backlog. You and do. we've been doing this for a long damn time. We've been doing it for a long time. So anyway, patreon.com patreon.com slash hot drinks. Pay some money. Get some backlog. Get your bits tossed. <laughs> listen. Oh hi. And you just had to listen to an ad that we did where we did like cockney accents, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't I don't know why. You guys, every day when I put this podcast out into the world, I think I'm so sorry to all these people. Okay, number three? Number three. I'm really loud right now. Yeah, you're doing number three. Wait, what's your top five? Number three. People I wish well. People you wish well. And I'm doing top three, top five reasons that Rusty and Milson should be indicted. Number three, go. Who do you Pedro wish Pascal. well? Oh, I wish him well. Here's why. Okay. I just need him to tell the world. That he's gay? Who he's into. He's 100% gay. No, I know. Right. I need him to tell the world. Well, but it's kind of fun to see straight people, like, bending over backwards to be like, is he dating Sarah Paulson? (laughs) And you're like, she's a lesbian. Have you seen the last three outfits he's worn in public? Oh, yeah. Except for the Oscars one. That doesn't count. No. Are we talking about Maniac Mansion or whatever it's called? We're talking about... One was mesh, like a brown, earthy mesh. Yep, A cardigan, yep. One was sleeveless. Yep. And one was that, like, yellow sweater with the sleeves tied over. So he was at the party for Something Mansion, which is like an iOS game that he's the 
that he's in the commercials for. And he was wearing this, like, cropped, cut-off vest Mm -hmm. that was, like, deconstructed. Mm. And in one of the photos, you could see a gentle curve of belly sticking out Mm. of that Mm. vest thing Mm -hmm. that cost $1,400. And I came into my hand and then licked up the cum when I saw that. When I saw that photo with the gentle curve of belly. Anyway... I don't need to be attracted to a gay man. I know. I know. I also, to harken back to number two, don't need to be attracted to a beautiful man who's got nothing going on in his head. Oh, Pedro's got things going no, on. No, I'm saying, I'm just saying, I'm tired of being attracted to men who ain't got it. Yeah. Ain't got what I need. It's so funny to me. Because... I need, anyway. Oh, go ahead. I need somebody with big old arms. Like Pedro. And a, like, and a good brain. Like Rusty Nelson. And a, di- <laughs> and a dick that wants to be in me. I think Pedro's more of a bottom anyway. so Oh, that makes complete sense to but me. Like, Have you seen the way he dances? It's so funny to me that the whole internet is horny for Pedro. And there, and there are all these articles <laughs> speculating about who he's dating. And I was like, bitch, that is a fag. Like, that, <laughs> that man is a fag. You know. Like, he is the gayest gay man to ever walk the earth. He is a big Nelly Bottom. He's got the arch perfected, the knees tucked under. Like, he is presenting. Knees tucked under? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I'll do it for you later and I'll show you. Oh, okay. But no, he is is presenting. He hasn't, you know. He is a blooming rose. I, 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 I get that he hasn't come out. I get it. Right. As far as being an actor in Hollywood. Right. And sure. he's really clawed his way up to where he's Oh, gone. yeah. And he's like the biggest, he's like the biggest star in Hollywood <clears throat> right now. But like, he was just doing an episode of CSI here, an episode yeah. of SVU there, an episode it's really of Buzz funny. the Pars- if you If you can find older interviews with him, like the, he did an interview where he was with Sarah Paulson because they're good friends from college. And I think they were going to see In the Heights or something and they were talking about that. Have you seen this? No. Anyway, he's so swishy back then. Like, he's very swishy and flamboyant Aww. and gay. And, like, now you can tell he's, like, trying to put on this persona that's a little bit more butch and, Oh, like, yeah, masculine. especially in Last of Us. But, yeah, like, he's so swishy when you look at all the interviews. Swishy. He's... I wish him well. Gay as the day is long. I, you know, I like I'm saying, I get why he hasn't come out yet, because he's really, like, reaching the heights of his career. Yeah. And yeah. in Hollywood, even though... I mean, it's... It's tricky. No, and, like, here's the thing. I don't, like, I think everyone should be out because I think visibility matters, but I also don't blame people who don't come out because we still have an entertainment <clears throat> machine that is homophobic and that would it, that would limit his ability to perform and do roles and whatever if he came out, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I still think people should, but I also understand when people are, like, I don't want to come out because it's going to hurt me financially. And I get it. Because Hollywood's broken. Right now, America's it, it needs to be about the work. And if he came out, it'd be like, oh, he's gay. It'd be about that, yeah. And then it yeah. would change the trajectory of the career. So, whatever. Whatever, whatever. But I wish him well. I really do. Anyway, I hope that he, when he chooses to come out, it's at the right time for him. And Here's the thing. blah blah Straight people are a crack-up. <laughs> Did you ever see the Marvel movie Captain Marvel? And everyone was like... Oh, her best friend. Everyone's like, oh, she has a best friend. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, those are lesbians. They, those are lesbians. They were tripping on a Tuesday, on a Thursday. Yeah. No, so it's just so funny to me that straight tripping people are so great. blind to just say, oh, I wonder I wonder which ladies of Hollywood Pedro Pascal is attracted <laughs> to. Anyway, they're fools. Yeah. <clears throat> By number three reason that... Uh, Rusty Nelson should be indicted is because his current wife, Wendy Wasserman Schultz, (laughs) was granted to him by committee. They've never touched each other's private parts. They probably don't even share a bedroom. No, and if you have watched, like, there are some interviews with her where she talks about, because she was like a physician. She was something. She was something. She was, she had like a career and yeah. she was like an older woman who had never been married, which in the Mormon church. And she had some big career. And <laughs> I then love how you just didn't finish that. No, thought. I just shook my head because <laughs> podcasts are a visual medium. And then Rusty's wife died. His first wife died. Mm-hmm. And then she talks about how people around her were like, well, you probably should like 
marry Russell M. Nelson. Mm. Like it was like it's like there's this neighborhood in Salt Lake where all Ugh. the general authorities live and yeah. like like people just like essentially like told her she should do this. Mm-hmm. And he was like I don't know, 79 or something at the time. Stop. And and she never once in the interview was like, and then we met and like we just connected and he really swept me off my feet. Like none of that. Like she really, like even in the positive spin that she's putting on it, she talks about it like it was this sort of like arranged marriage of convenience. Mm-hmm. And then she, Always. And then she talks about things how like, She'll wake up in the middle of the night and he'll be, quote unquote, communing with the Lord. So she'll go in the other room at 3 a.m. to do genealogy so he can talk to the Lord in their bedroom. <laughs> like, just so much garbage and nonsense. And, like, there is nothing about the two of them that says, like, couple who loves each other. Right. Or couple who is attracted to each other. Yeah. It's a 100% this creepy, weird marriage of convenience where she was like assigned to him because she was a good fit because she was like this intelligent single woman and like and anyone who tells you that mormonism isn't a sex cult like this is sex cult shit yeah when you when you when the wife of your leader dies and so you like raise up another woman to become his helpmeet you know like that is sex cult shit oh good 100% Anyway, it's so fucked. If maybe we can provide a link to it, but probably not because we're too drunk right now. But if you can, if you can find, there's an interview where she talks about marrying him, and it is the most chilling, terrifying thing <laughs> you'll ever hear. As she talks about like how she, like she never once says, "I really fell in love," or "I really." You know, he really won me over. I really, like, we connected on... It's always like, it really seemed like the right thing to do. And it really, you know, it's like, oh, it's so disgusting. Anyway. And she's probably eating Sherry Dew's cooch. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, what's your number four? I wonder if they shave for each other. Uh, My number four is the guy at a five-star restaurant that I did a staging shift at last week. Staging means it, it's like a, a, a step. Like a tryout. It, yeah, it's like a tryout. You don't get paid. You don't get tipped out. That's This whole thing is bullshit. Right. But, but like it's for you to see if you're a good fit for the restaurant and for the restaurant to see if you're a good fit also, for them. Also, staging is actually pronounced staging, but they're just being pretentious. Right. Okay, yeah. So, so you did a staging shift at a five-star restaurant. Right, and the guy that was was... I was supposed to be shadowing, uh-huh. was overwhelmed uh, that night. Right. Um, and he was like, have you ever done uh, wine service at a table before when they order a bottle? And I was like, no. And he goes, well, now's your chance. And he handed me four wine glasses and a bottle. And I was like, Great. oh, my God. Staging. They're going to drop at least a grand on this tab. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I know how to open a wine bottle and I know how to pour wine. Yeah. But I'm still very nervous because these people are boomers and they have lots of money. Right. Um, I.e. assholes. Yes. And so I go over there and I put the wine glasses down and I start opening the bottle and I pour the first glass. It's white. And I pour a five-ounce pour because that oh. that's what we pour, pour at my bar. You should have poured a little bit so they could sniff it and they could tell you if it was acceptable. And he goes, one of the white men at the table, there were three of them, said, that's way too big of a pour. And I said, oh, it is? And he goes, yeah, you want to do less than that because you want it to stay cold. And I was like, oh, okay. And I wasn't going to say, well, this is what we do at my bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, my bar's trash. Right. But... <laughs> Um, so I was absolutely humiliated and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm supposed to be just shadowing tonight, not even training. And one woman at the table with all the plastic surgery in the world was like, oh honey, it's okay. Right. Just give us another glass and we'll pour some of it into the other glass. Oh my God. And so anyway, I wish that man will. I do too. (laughs) I do too. And so I went back, I went back into the kitchen and... I, you know, the guy was supposed to be shadowing. He was with one of his other tables. And I normally would have just gone to his table and, and stood beside him and listened. But I was kind of 
had a bad taste in my yeah. mouth. So I was just in the kitchen, just polishing some silverware. And he comes up to me and he goes, how did it go? And I go, well, I fucked it up. I poured too big of a pourer. I poured five ounces because that's what we pour at my bar. And he goes, oh, we do three ounces here. And I was like, well, you didn't tell me that. Yeah. You just sent me to the table. Yeah. With a bottle and yeah. four glasses. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, it was super annoying. Um, but anyway, that white man. If I, it, listen, if I ordered wine at a restaurant and they poured me three ounces, I would be like, bitch, what do you think I am, a toddler? <laughs> what is this, wine for babies? <laughs> I am an alcoholic 45-year-old man. <laughs> I was you just... pour me a five-ounce pour, <laughs> goddammit. I was just, like, pissed the rest of the night. I'm sorry. Yeah. White That's man. way too big of a pour. White man. Well, I don't make $900,000 a year. No. So, no. you know. Okay. Okay, so the number four reason that Rusty should be indicted. Mm-hmm. There's a... <laughs> I sent you this... As a polo, because someone had posted, not as a polo, as a TikTok, because someone had posted it. Oh. There is a there is a <laughs> clip, I don't know from which general conference, but it's Rusty at the pulpit, at some priesthood session of general conference. And he's like, my dear brethren. Oh, God. And he's like welcoming the man, the, the, the fathers and sons oh. to this priesthood session. And oh. he says, do you know where our wives and daughters are now? They're home making donuts. <laughs> When this priesthood session ends, we will go home and eat those donuts they've made. And they will listen attently as we tell them the things that we've learned from the Lord tonight. Oh, my God. And it is so (laughs) offensive offensive. that the dumb fucking women are just sitting home making donuts, waiting for the men to come home and tell them, like, what messages the Lord had for them. (laughs) Like, how do you say that? How do you open your withered mayonnaise mouth? And they're wearing aprons. And say that and not realize, like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you say those words out loud? Are women, like, with your mayonnaise mouth, are women folk are at home. Women folk. Yeah. Women making folk. Don- making a heap of donuts. <laughs> and then all these shriveled dick Mr. Max suit wearing men come in and start gumming at the donuts with their mayonnaise mouth and are like, Guess what the Lord told us tonight, <laughs> sisters. And the women are just supposed to sit with like blank dumb stares on their face and just like listen with rapt attention at, to the to the to the morsels of oh. of intelligence and of wisdom that they can the gather crumbs. from the crumbs, the from crumbs. the feet of these rither, withered old men. From the like t- what the fuck, Mormons? From the toe jam in between their toes. From the schmegma of the <laughs> no, they're all circumcised, so there's no schmegma. But like, how do you not see that? Uh, how is a woman in the world oh, it's of so 2023? Sad. How do you not hear that story and say, "Oh shit." <sighs> That is so patronizing and disgusting. Yeah. Even if it was 10 years ago, whatever, I don't even know when it was. But, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's so patronizing and so disgusting. So sad. That, like, he is he is talking with glee and he has this shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> and he's talking with glee about how him and all the sons and because men he has folk. all this unpaid labor that make uh, him the, donuts. Yeah, that Wendy Wasserman Schultz is at home <laughs> making donuts so that he can come home and Gum on them with his fucking, like, Mr. Burns' mouth. Oh, God. And then say, like, guess what the Lord said tonight. Mm. Can you imagine his body naked? No. No, and I will not. What's your number five? Okay, okay, okay. My number five. People I wish well. Yes. After I win a dollar in my trial. Right. All the bosses that I've had in capitalism. You've had a lot of bad bosses. Who didn't treat me like a capable, sentient human being. Fair, fair. And. Preach, sister. They just treated me like I was either on the wrong side. Or the right side. Right. Of being a cog in the machine of the company. You're stupid. Yeah. Or. Insubordinate insubordinate here's the thing and this is what i want to talk about it is that you know we've been talking we meaning the zeitgeist <laughs> right you know like pedro beetlejuice beetlejuice we've been talking um uh, the zeitgeist Henry. 
we've been talking about boundaries now for a good, I don't know, decade? Yeah. Like, it's been really yeah. like a buzzword. Yeah. Having boundaries, having boundaries in your relationships with your kids, right. with your parents, with your siblings, Respecting with your friends, boundaries. with your romantic uh, yeah. relationships. Yep. Yeah. But when you show up at work in American capitalism with boundaries. Right. You're insubordinate. Has there has anyone ever said the word insubordinate other than number one, a fifty plus year old white man <laughs> who's in a management in a middle management position, yeah. or number two, the captain of a pirate ship? Those are the only. <laughs> those are the only two people who have ever used the word insubordinate. Yeah, pirate captains yeah. and fifty five year old white. And men. it's such a. And CJ put this perfectly when I was telling her about it. It. It's when they use that word, they're telling on themselves. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're telling on themselves in that they hunger for power yeah. and for respect, but you don't get any of those things. Because yeah. what insubordinate means is it means that you are rejecting someone's power. Right. It doesn't mean that you're, it does like, it has nothing to do with their authority or their ability to govern or anything like that. Yeah. It's just that you are, are fla- flouting, flaunting, flouting their power. Right, right. I've also, had too much white wine to know which is which. But flaunting and flouting. They're different. You know what I get mixed up? Fleshed huh. out or fleshed out or flushed out. Okay. Great. Mold over or, or mold wine. Mold. <laughs> okay. Other bosses. Yes. Uh, All the bosses I've loved before. Once uh, Jack was stuck in a snowstorm mm-hmm. in the dark. Mm-hmm. And I was closing up the retail store I was working for. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell my closers. I was the supervisor of operations. I had to tell my closers, look, I've got to go pick up my kid. I will be back to finish closing. Right. <clears throat> when I told my boss the next day, he looked as though I told him, I'm giving you my two weeks. Right. Or. You may as well have skinned a baby. Right. And made a cute hat. Because I went to pick splash. up my kid. In the snow. Right. How dare I be a mother? Right. Um, <clears throat> another one was when a boss told me to calm down. Fuck that. Because he was gaslighting me. Right. Um, I was angry that he was gaslighting me. Um, and I know which job that is at which, without you even saying it. <laughs> do you really? I do. Oh. Um, <clears throat> uh, and then there was the boss who told me that... Uh, the Black Lives Matter matter movement, Black Lives Black Lives, Lives Matter yeah. movement, was ridiculous because, and I quote, "Do you see slavery? No, it's over." <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> y'all. <laughs> listen. Guess what? They're all men. I'm a white man. Mm-hmm. I'm a middle-aged white man, mm-hmm. a middle-aged cis white man. Yeah. I am also a boss. Yeah. And I don't mean that like I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. <laughs> I mean like literally at my work, I'm a supervisor of people. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be this way. <laughs> I know. You can just choose I'm to really, not be. I'm really nice. <laughs> and I and I hold my people accountable and I don't fuck around. Mm-hmm. But like I also recognize that they are human beings. Right. It's not that hard. Right. It's not and that here's hard. the thing about capitalism in America is that if you say, no, I have a boundary when it comes to this behavior, what that translates to to a man is, well, I have thick skin and you don't. Right, right. Guess what? I have the thickest motherfucking skin. Right. You were married to a gay man. When <laughs> when there is a dude at my bar that says, thanks, dear, I go, Oh, my name's not dear. It's Ashley. It's right here on my name tag. Right, right. That's called thick motherfucking skin. I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. <laughs> and I shine like that. <laughs> Guess what? It takes thick skin yeah. to say, no, thank you. I have a boundary there. Yeah. yeah. It's the thin-skinned people who go, well, no. This is insubordination. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Bless their goddamn hearts. What's your number five? My number five. Russell Lim Nelson should be indicted because. Okay, so a while ago, there was an article written in 
some newspaper in Australia about the church and their financial interests and how oh, basically yeah, yeah, they yeah, were, yeah, yeah. basically they were like take like stealing money from Australians and funneling it into the US. Anyway, in that article it listed, you know, there's this Enzyme Corp or whatever that's the church's like investment arm. That's so cute. And they were listing corp like companies that Enzyme Corp invest their money in. And it's like Microsoft and Google and blah blah blah, whatever. Enzyme Corp, the investment arm of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who is taking your tithing money yeah. and investing it to grow more tithing money, mm-hmm. also invests like in companies like Lockheed Martin, <laughs> who literally make weapons of war, who literally make planes and bombs and like the literal weapons that of like who profit off war. And the death of civilians and all of these things. Your church takes your tithing money and invests it in a war machine Mm -hmm. to make more money. Yeah. And you are okay with that. Right. As a Mormon. Yeah. You are a mother in Honduras or wherever (laughs) who cannot afford to buy groceries. Mm -hmm. And who is told by the missionaries it is more important to pay your tithing than buy groceries for your children, which I have said these words as a missionary, not in Honduras, but in Italy. I told people, like, it is more important that you pay your tithing because the Lord will bless you. And then Russell M. Nelson takes that tithing money and invests it in the company that makes the SR-71 Blackbird. Right, right. Like, that can then go fly to... Kuwait and yeah. bomb civilians yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like how? How? How are you like? Yeah. How, like how, yeah, yeah. he should be indicted for that. I don't even know what to say. But there are white Mormon women in our country who could be on a in person tour with Russell M. Nelson yeah. and him go. Well, here is the Lockheed uh, Martin. Right here is the the black whatever black bird. What SR seventy one Blackbird. Right. <clears throat> That's probably that, an old plane. I don't know, but that, anyway. Uh, yeah, that, uh, was f- part of it was funded by by your tithing. by your, and they'd be like, "Aw." Like, how do you think? How do you say to yourself, "I'm a follower of Christ." Yeah. Of Jesus Christ, the pacifier. Right. The you know the great like the great anti-war for the people person yeah. like God of our times. Right. How do you say to yourself, "I'm a pacifist." I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and then give money to a church who then buys stock in Lockheed Martin. Yeah, like what? Like how? Like how do you? Like how do you even do those? Because that's how far gone they are. Anyway, I was talking about this with my uh, assistant manager at the bar um, that I'll only be at for another week and a half. Um, he's also an ex Mormon, and we were talking about how he was watching. There, I guess there's a, a documentary about the Waco, about David. Um, Koresh. Koresh. Yeah. And he said it was fascinating because you're you're watching like all these people who were on the outside of it looking in. You're you're talking. You're watching the the. Uh, <clears throat> oh man. Words, Do you know where you're going? Words are gone. Do you know where you're going? But anyway, he's like part of this documentary is also people who are still cuckoo crazy. Yeah. And I was like, that's that's Mormons. Like, I know no one who's Mormon listens to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's real. Right, right. But, like, how do you wake up in the morning as a Mormon, <laughs> put your Victoria's Secret bra on over your garment top, <laughs> and know that so the church is taking your tithing money and, and literally buying in... machines of war right. that kill people. All right. Like, how do you, like, if you knew nothing else, yeah. if there was no other problem with the church, right. how do you know that information and you say, like, this is the true church of God. <laughs> this is what Jesus would have wanted as you're snapping your bra on the back and tucking your garment, pulling your garment so that it you know, fits smoothly. You know. Were uh, you an under the garment bra person or uh, an over, over the garment? Okay, over, over, over. Yeah. But so you're smoothing out the garments. You really are. It's, tuck, you're it's like a lot. Scooping the there's, boobs there's up. There's some pulling and yeah, tugging. You got to get, get it fitted in. Yeah. And in your mind, you're thinking, yeah, I'm glad we buy. That's SR-71 why Republicans are such a good fit for Mormonism. Yeah. Because they hate everyone. Anyway, it's Transgender Day of Visibility. <laughs> well, there it is, folks. <laughs> the episode you've been waiting for. I wish you well. 
I hope that CJ's happy. Bitch. Because she sure likes to give us shit that we never take her <laughs> suggestions. And here we use two suggestions. <laughs> in one in episode. One episode. I call that a twofer. <clears throat> anyway, if you listened to this episode and thought, I wish I could give them money, <laughs> you can. You sure can. It's our Patreon. Uh-huh. It's at patreon.com slash hot drinks. You can pay money to get bonus content. We just recorded a bonus episode about erectile dysfunction. Yes, we did. <laughs> My relationship to erectile dysfunction. <laughs> So if you're curious about that, you're if you're, you're curious thinking. about my relationship to erectile dysfunction, it'll cost you $3. That's all. That's you it. cheap ass bitch. That's it. You can't even buy a McDonald's breakfast sandwich and a Diet Coke for $3. No, you cannot. Not in this economy. Well, it's three twenty six if you use the McDonald's app. <laughs> but we are still cheaper. So if you want to hear about my relationship with erectile dysfunction, pay $3. <laughs> Patreon.com slash hot drinks. Yeah. You can also Venmo us individually. I'm Ashley Dash Wilkinson. Jushanoosh. Please send me money to pay for the many hundreds of dollars worth of alcohol I bought in the state of Las Vegas. In the state of Las Vegas. The state of Las Vegas. Oh, Jesus. Um, You can email us. What's our email? Is it still hot drinks through the belly at gmail.com? As far as I know. Or is it P.O. Box 11102? Bitch, don't ask me. We've done some things with the email. Just message us on Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. It's hot, hot drinks. drinks with an A, motherfuckers. Anyway, aren't you curious about what I said about erectile dysfunction? I am. I will pay $3 a month and find out. You should. Anyway. ED. Um, It's about my boners. ED can also stand for exotic donkey. Electronic dance. Um, But er- have you ever thought... Erotic Have doom. you ever thought I would pay $3 to know more about... Brother Coffee's boners. This is if your you have this, this is the day. Do it! Anyway. Hey, I gotta go. I know. We're so tired. I'm not driving anywhere, but. Are you gonna sleep on my couch? I don't know. I'm gonna drink some more and sleep on your couch. Okay, it's 9.44 p.m. <laughs> I'm gonna play. I'll play some video games it's while what? you. It's 9.44. It's not even late. <laughs> anyway, good night. Good luck. Good love you. Good, good love, love you. you. <laughs> and. We're so. Patreon.com. This is it. This is the last episode ever. This is me.